you are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Tuesday, October 9th. Penn State is getting ready for its homecoming game of the 2018 season this week. Nittany Lions will meet the Michigan State Spartans on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, 3.30 at Beaver Stadium. Going to be a stripe out there. Penn State looking like a a pretty big favorite at this point. Spartans kind of limping into this game after losing to Northwestern last weekend. Penn State, of course, coming off its bye week before that uh, that tough loss to Ohio State. Uh, But we're going to keep getting ready for the Michigan State game this week. On today's show, we'll turn our attention to that game by talking with John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times. He'll be joining us in, in just a few minutes here. Uh, coming up the first portion of our show, we'll talk to John, uh, interview him. We'll also have a little fill in the blank that he's going to play. He's going to play uh, to get you to get kind of his perspective on where Penn State is, not just for this season, but or not just for this game, but where the mindset is for a lot of these guys uh, for the rest of the season here. And uh, we'll also on today's show. We are going to talk about the Land Grant Trophy. Finally, it's Land Grant Trophy week. Yes, Penn State and Michigan's, quote, rivalry trophy is on the line this weekend. It is a very unique, a unique prize in college football. It is, if you haven't seen the Land Grant Trophy, I urge you to stop listening to this podcast or you know pull up on your phone or computer or whatever a picture of it to get the sense of what we're talking about. It is massive this big wooden brick with some trinkets attached to it featuring a nittany lion and a spartan and all this we're gonna have the top five facts about the land grant trophy in the final portion of today's show so make sure you stick around for that some quick uh, housekeeping notes before we talk to john mcgonigal uh you can find us on twitter we are at locked on nittany lions you can also find me on twitter at spianovich you can email the show it is locked on nittany lions at gmail.com You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, Also, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. We're now on Spotify as well. Make sure uh, you can find Locked on Nittany Lines wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us where you do get your podcasts so you don't miss any of our our fresh episodes each weekday during the season. And uh, also leave us a rating review. It really helps us out and helps other Penn State fans find the show. All right. So now let's get into a little Michigan State-Penn State talk coming out of the bye week here with John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times. All right, I am happy to be joined now by John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times. John, how are you and how was your? how did you enjoy your bye weekend? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. And yeah, so uh, so I was able to get back home, uh, meet up with some some buddies from high school and college, and in uh, in Philly, and watch the McGregor uh, Habib mm-hmm. fight, and some uh, some college football. LSU Florida was a great yeah. game, and uh, Notre Dame Virginia Tech wasn't so much a great game. But first uh, half was alright. Anytime you can, kind of, yeah. First half was first half was fine, but anytime you can, you know, kind of 
uh, meet back up with some friends, watch some college football on, on an off Saturday. It's it's nice. Yeah, sometimes I don't mind. The bye week can be can be nice. It's nicer when it doesn't come after a bad, heartbreaking Penn State loss for Penn State fans, but not really the point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Penn State's back this week, obviously. Uh, looking now, we're turning the page here to the Michigan State game, and it, when you look at it, it's got kind of easy to draw some similarities to last year because they're playing the same team coming after a heartbreaking loss to Ohio State. This week, this year did have a bye week in between them, which which should benefit this team. But do you feel like there's some similarities to where this team was uh, in 2017 and where they are in 2018 going into the Mission State game? And what are the similarities and what are the differences, you think? So there are some similarities there, like you said. I mean, they, they lost by one point at Ohio State last year, and then – they let that loss really seep into their minds, and, and they, they, they couldn't shake it the following week going at Michigan State, and they lost in what was a really weird game with that three-hour-plus three, three hour plus delay and everything. I think this is a little bit different, and, and, and you look at what Penn State's actually been able to do off the bye week the past two years. So last year, they had the bye week, and then they came out and stomped to Michigan, you know, 42-13, to 13, I think it was, at home. And then the year before that, the coming off the bye, was when they had the 24-21 upset over Ohio State. And both of those games were at home where Penn State's, you know, 10-3-1 against the spread, where McSorley is obviously, you know, that, that was his first home loss as a starter a couple weeks ago against Ohio State. So when you look at where this team is, how, how they've performed off the bye the past couple of years, how they generally perform at home, it, it feels a little different because it's not like, you know, they, they had a week to kind of – digest this this loss you know so, some some people might look at that as a negative that like oh they had to sit on this you know bad taste in their mouth for this long i think for this team it's good i, I think that they're able to recoup you know kind of reevaluate things reevaluate their their tackling you know in the fourth quarter and, and some play calling issues and and everything like that so I, I i view it as a positive uh for for penn state going into this game so i, I think it's there the differences i think outweigh the, the similarities in that respect yeah yeah i'm with you there i mean the team is the same and it's weird because this michigan state team is like 90 percent of the same personnel as they had last year and they can't they, they are one of 22 yeah, yeah they are they are they are limping into this game penn state should be able to, 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 to win and i, I mean do you think Michigan State like there's? Do you think there's still a threat though because of the, what they are? You know the personnel that they return and and they were a team that was be able to beat Penn State last year, a team that came into the season with Big Ten title expectations. Uh, do you feel like Penn State's still well aware of that and they're not going to sleep on a team that has lost twice in the last couple of weeks? Look, they're definitely aware of it, uh, but just you know being able to watch. So I, I watched the Michigan State Northwestern game. On Saturday, a game that Michigan State, they were 11-point favorites and lost by 10 at home. Mm-hmm. They, they don't look like the same team as, as last year. Brian Lewerke doesn't look like the guy who put up 400 yards on Penn State um, last year. And, yeah, I mean, this, this this Michigan State team is really underachieved from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were massive favorites against Utah State and almost yeah. lost in that opener. They lost at, at Arizona State. You know, they ended up having a decently convincing win at Indiana, but then – you followed up in you know two weekends ago, uh, you know they barely beat Central Michigan, uh, who was who was a terrible football team. So th- this Michigan State team doesn't it doesn't feel like it's the same, even though it's all the same guys. I, I don't really know what the issue is there, but you know when uh, after the after the Penn State Ohio State game, Trace McSorley, Nick Scott spoke up in that locker room and said, "Hey, like we've been through this before. 
where we had a close loss and let it seep over and kind of ruin our our chances at, at a playoff spot. Like we're not going to let this happen again. And I really believe that. Like that that attitude from Penn State's end, mixed with Michigan State not really looking the way that everyone expect them to look. I, I think I think Saturday is going to be a little bit different than than last year's game at Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, and that that transitions well to my next question. I guess, do you expect to see? I don't know exactly how this would be personified, whether it's in comments or play in the field or whatever, but do you expect to see a little more sense of urgency from Trace McSorley? Not that he hasn't had it before, but just the fact that he has now had to sit with this loss, probably the the worst, toughest loss of his career, sit with that for a week, and then yep. only he only has seven, eight, maybe nine games left in a Penn State uniform. Do you expect to, to see a, a little bit of a difference in attitude or adjustment at all for from him in the last couple of weeks here? You, when you when you think about how he played against Ohio State and how he was just running over guys, and you thought he looked he looked pissed off then, mm-hmm. just like you know I'm doing my own thing. I think you're really going to see it on Saturday, and and this is just this is stemming from his you know his comments in the in the post game press conference. You know, uh, talking to Nick Scott, I was able to sit down with Nick Scott over the bye week, and I kind of went into that a little bit more. Uh, the you know the scene in the locker room and stuff after the game, and and the the captain's attitudes and approach to this, and I, you know, look, this is a, I think Penn State is favored by 13 and a half. I, if, if I were a betting man, I'd take Penn State. I really think they're going to come out and, and put it to Michigan State. And I, I think you're going to see that in the way that they're aggressive, in the way that they're getting after it. You know, uh, it's going to be a home homecoming crowd on hand. Not, you know, obviously not a, not a whiteout atmosphere, but I think you're going to see in the way that McSorley plays, in the way that that offensive line plays, uh, Miles is surely not happy with kind of how he performed um, with that fumble against Ohio State and, and everything. And I, I think I think that offense is really gonna uh, really gonna dominate. Has a chance to dominate. Yeah, I expect to see some of those same things too. And I think that's good news for Penn State and uh, for Penn State staff as well to not have to to worry about this loss lingering as much as they did last year. All right, exactly. We are with John McGonigal from the Center Daily Times. We have to step away for a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we'll have John uh, fill in the blank on a couple questions about Penn State's season. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you are looking for Penn State tickets this season or looking for tickets to any sporting event or show, you have to check out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners are getting a special promo code offer with Vivid Seats. New customers can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more by using the promo code Locked On. So go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and then use the promo code Locked On, that's L O C K E D O N, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code Locked On, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Welcome back to the show. We are still joined by John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times. We're going to have John play a little fill in the blank here. I'm going to read a sentence about Penn State, and John is going to fill in the blank. Here we go. First one, going back to that Ohio State game, going mm-hmm. back to something that's that's 
been overshadowed since then, and, and you know, understandably so. But Penn State's defense probably had its best game of the season until the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, so, John, Penn State's defense can stay at that level where it was in the first three quarters if blank. If they don't lose their edge on the edge, I think Mm -hmm. what Sharif Miller was able to do in those first three quarters was really impressive. Um, I I think, and then on the inside, I think Kevin Givens' athleticism showed. And against, you know, kind of these power running teams, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Givens gets bumped out to to defensive end. You know, when you look Mm -hmm. at this coming up with Michigan State, uh, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, his athleticism is going to prove uh, vital. Uh, getting into the linebackers and, and the secondary, I mean, the secondary needs a tackle better, but I, I think what went o- you know, overlooked was Penn State's front four and how, and how they really got after it in, in those first three quarters. Yeah, yeah. Sharif Miller was, was playing like a, a man possessed. He looked like a first-team all-Big Ten end, and uh, I think he could stay at that level for the rest of the season. Um, next one, John. As you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of reasons why Penn State could be able to blow out Michigan State. Spartans are limping in this game, not looking as great. Penn State's going to come in pissed off. They're probably the better team, the more talented team. They're at home. Yep. But Michigan State hangs around in this game if blank. If Brian Lewerke looks like he did last year. I mean, if, if he's a talented quarterback and, you know, if he gets hot, he gets hot. Now they're, they're without Cody White, uh, who broke his hand a couple weeks ago. He's their leading receiver. But they still got Felton Davis. They, they've got guys who can make plays, guys who burned Penn State secondary last year. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you look at what happened out at uh, out in East Lansing, and, and it got to the point where um, you know Brent Pry and the defensive staff had subbed out uh, you know Christian Campbell and Grant Haley for the better part of uh, you know late in that game for Tariq Castro Field, who played really well. Uh, but you know, if Penn State secondary falls apart like it did against Ohio State in the fourth quarter and Brian Lewerke is in a rhythm, then that's that's a way that Michigan State can make things interesting. Yeah, I, I just, watching that game last year, like even like watching it the next week and just looking at the highlights, like he was unbelievable. Like I don't think, like he's the reason they won that game. Like Penn State did what it was supposed to do and he was still making, and it, like he looked like he could be like a top 10 pick oh, like the passes he was making. It was that game that, that had everyone kind of buzzing about him, about him as a, you know, as a potential first team all big 10 quarterback and he hasn't looked like that this year but you know he he's that talented where if if things just click and i like felton davis a lot they're wide out too he he went off Mm -hmm. last year against penn state and you know he could do it again yeah all right john next one penn state will win blank of its seven final regular season games seven yeah i think i think they run the table i do Uh, i think the biggest the biggest hiccup would be at Michigan, mm-hmm. and they've played better, you know, since that opening season or, uh, you know, season opening loss to Notre Dame. Wisconsin is, you know, Wisconsin is an interesting game. Iowa, I think, is an interesting game. I, I like Iowa a lot. Um, yeah. But with those with those teams, if you stack the box, especially with Wisconsin, if you stack the box and make Alex Hornibrook beat you, I don't think he's going to at Beaver Stadium. I, I just don't think that happens. And Iowa is really one-dimensional when it comes to just trying to find tight end Noah Fant, and they don't have Akram Wadley. So I I think it happens. I, I think it happens, mm-hmm. and Penn State puts itself in a situation by the end of the season to be, you know, in the in the playoff conversation. Uh, I, I just think, you know, before the year, I, it was weird. So before the year, I was a 9-3 and three guy, but 
mm-hmm. you know, what the defense showed me in the first three quarters against Ohio State really impressed me. And if they're able to continue that and hold up against, you know, good rushing attacks, especially against, you know, uh, against Wisconsin, I think they can do it. Right. I, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat where I think this team, I, I like, I think they are better than I thought they were going into the Ohio State game, yep. which is weird because of the way it ended. But I, I'm right with you. Also, for the record, ESPN FPI gives Penn State a 23% chance to win out. So certainly, certainly possible. Yeah, um, and you look at that, and I think I think Alabama has like the best chance of winning out, and it's like thirty five percent or something like that. Ohio State, Ohio State's at thirty thirty seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So so yeah, twenty or whatever. That's it's not too shabby. No, it's not bad at all. Um, all right, John. Last one, and this actually takes us into our our next segment of the show. But the and I want a one word answer for this one. Sure. The land grant trophy is majestic. <laughs> it is it's gorgeous right it, it's it's majestic that thing it, it's a thing of absolute beauty uh and it should be treated as such yeah they haven't had it on the field in a couple of years i hope that that trend ends this year well look i'll be on the field for the final five minutes of this game on saturday and if i don't see it in per- if i don't get to touch it or, or take a picture <laughs> of it up close and per- i'll be i'll be thoroughly upset yeah, that's that's that'd be ridiculous. But yeah, I, I don't know the last time I was on the field. It probably because it like weighs like fifty pounds. And you need like three offensive linemen to like somehow carry it because it's yep. so awkward. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it was on the field in twenty sixteen. I think it because that was it because they had the Big thought, Ten East trophy because they they won the Big Ten East that day. And I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm gonna look this up. So yeah, definitely. Before definitely. yeah, before before I record this next segment, <laughs> we're gonna have our five best facts of the Land Grant Trophy. Exactly. All right, John McGonigal from the Center Daily Times. You can find him on Twitter at jmcgonigal9. John, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Welcome back to Locked on Nittany Lions. In our final uh, segment today, I want to talk about something very important, close to my heart, uh, something something that gets overlooked sometimes during a Penn State football season, and that is the Land-Grant Trophy. Yes, the Land-Grant Trophy may be the ugliest trophy in sports, probably the ugliest trophy in college football, but also one of the most lovable prizes that college football has to offer. It is the large, awkward, wooden trophy, I guess you can call it a trophy, that Penn State and Michigan State have played for since 1993. It is this just big wooden block that has, it has like plaques on it of, of the scores of the games. It has some pictures of each campus. They have little trinkets. Uh, there's a football player on the top of it. And then it's also, there's also a, a, a Penn State, there's a Nittany Lion, like the Lion statue, smaller, and also a little figurine of a Spartan on it. It is so awkward, so ugly, and yet so beautiful. It is uh, one of the most unique trophies in college football, that's for sure. So today we're going to use our top five this week to count down the top five facts about the Land Grant Trophy. So here we go. Number five. The Land Grant Trophy was created in 1993 at a Lansing, Michigan sporting goods store. 
there was a really good article, and I'll link to this on our Twitter page. Uh, there's a really good article from Dave Jones of Penn Live of a couple years ago in 2014, uh, talking about how the trophy became became a trophy, and uh, basically, it was the idea that Penn State and Michigan State needed something, you know, needed to have kind of a rivalry because they're going to play each other at the end of the season. Uh, once Penn State became a Big Ten member, and one of the coaches suggested that they have a trophy, and they you know, hired a local trophy store near East Lansing to make it. And, and this is what uh, former Michigan State Sports Information Director Ken Huffman said to Penn Live. He said, I thought, my God, that's big when he first saw it. And uh, he says he takes the blame for it being so big and heavy. Uh, so, and the name, the name is, uh, it dates back to Penn State and Michigan State both being land grant schools. Uh, they were both founded in 1855, and uh, they were kind of the first land grant universities in the in the country. Michigan State founded on February 12th, and Penn State on February 22nd, 1855. So they are the name honors the uh, according to GoPSUSports.com honors the the two schools being the two pioneer land grant institutions in the United States. So there you have that. Fourth number four fact about the land grant trophy. Michigan State has more wins in the series, but Penn State has won the trophy more often. So Michigan State is 16-15-1 all-time against Penn State, but eight of those wins came before Penn State joined the Big Ten. Michigan State was actually 8-1-1 in its first 10 games against Penn State, dating back 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago. Uh, But since Penn State joined the Big Ten in the 22 games since then and since the land-grant trophy was made in this horrible sporting goods slash Frankenstein lab. Uh, Penn State has won 14 of the 22 meetings. So Nittany has tried to make it 15 for 22 uh, in 2018. Third biggest fact, third best fact, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the land-grant trophy weighs about 40 pounds, but the weight has shifted over the years. Uh, so back to that Penn Live article, uh, former Penn State associate Athletics Director Bud Thalman uh, said that the trophy has to be at least 40 pounds, uh, but people have admitted that because it goes with the winner each year, and there are like so many things that are kind of just like seemingly slapped onto it for no good reason that some of the parts have fallen off or some of the things have gone missing or it's needed mending over the years. So it is big and bulky and ugly, and, and it might have a little bit of a different version every time it goes between State College and East Lansing. All right, number two fun fact, it is not universally loved. No, it's it's kind of like, you know, everyone hated Gritty, the new Flyers mascot, but now all the Flyers fans love him because he's horrifying to look at. But now, you know, Flyers fans have embraced him after after a couple weeks. And I think Penn State Michigan fans kind of embrace the ugliness of this, this monstrosity of a trophy. Uh, really, yeah, it seems like the only people who really like it are the people, are either Michigan State and Penn State players or fans. Uh, but yeah, not, not everyone in the country appreciates the land grant trophy. It was on, uh, for the win, did a list of the seven lamest college football trophies a couple years ago. And, and, uh, unfortunately the land grant trophy made the list. Actually, number one on that list was a different Michigan state trophy. Michigan state and Indiana play for the old brass spittoon, which is, it's just an old brass spittoon. It's exactly what you think it is. It's not, it does not have the complex layers of the land grant trophy. So you know, you got to appreciate that. All right, number one fact about the land-grant trophy, James Franklin thinks it's beautiful. Yeah, so, so see, 
Not everyone appreciates the beauty, but once you get inside the rivalry, once you get your paws on the land grant trophy, you understand. You understand what it's like to love it and appreciate it, and you can see what other people don't see. This is what James Franklin said about it last year. Quote, we take a lot of pride in keeping the most beautiful trophy in all of college football home, the land grant trophy, end quote. Unfortunately, Penn State did not do that last year, but hopefully they can bring it back to State College this year on Saturday with a win on homecoming. So there are our five facts about the land grant trophy. Hopefully Penn State wins it on Saturday. Hopefully we get to see it on the field. That's that always makes it a little more fun because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to carry too. So it might take a couple people to, to raise that thing up regardless of who wins on Saturday. Let's, let's keep our fingers crossed out there for a land grant trophy appearance. All right. Well, that will do it. That it will end our day of land grant trophy chatter. And that will end our uh, the Tuesday edition here of Locked On Nittany Lions. We'll be back with new shows later in the week as well. We'll have some talk about James Franklin uh, and his legacy and, and where he stands at this moment at Penn State. We'll also have, uh, we'll get to know Michigan State a little bit better with our full week of shows before we close out before uh, Penn State plays again on Saturday. So make sure you subscribe to the show and, and keep a lookout for those new shows coming up later this week. Thanks a lot for listening. I'll talk to you again on Wednesday.